It's Hello, everyone. Well, Go I was going to say, it's Thursday, 2 p.m. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this must be... Got to get the music in. I'm Fred McMurray. I'm gonna would like to introduce my co-host Ray Pillar, Elizabeth Denham, and Rebecca Monet, two pillars of franchising. How you folks doing today? Great, doing absolutely fabulous. Sitting here in my home office in Aurora, Illinois, which is about 40 miles west of Chicago, and enjoying a, a cloudy 72 degrees. It's perfect temperature. <laughs> It's not hot like it is in other places of the world, is it? <laughs> How about you, Elizabeth? Yeah, we're burning up down here in lower Alabama, um, as, a, as, a, as people like to call it, L.A., <laughs> on the other <laughs> side of the country. Um, it's 87 and sunny, which is great because the rain from yesterday moved out. But if you do not have air conditioner like I did for about three hours today, it is not pleasant. So luckily, the AC guy was in and out in a quick hour, and I'm back to being cool and happy. Rebecca, where are you, and what's your weather like? Oh, you made me want to faint just listening to that humidity (laughs) and temperature. I'm in uh, Southern California, beautiful San Diego, you know, same temperature every day. It's probably 68 to 70, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, so, and of course, the sun is shining, which is, I'm solar powered. What can I say? I got to have my sun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you have perfection every day with your with your exactly. beautiful sixty eight degrees. Um, my family is actually in a step challenge right now. My all my kids, my mother who won yesterday. Um, everybody decided to get on it. My sister in law, my niece, all of my kids, and uh, it's so hot. I'm like, dang it! Now we're gonna walk in the heat, but we're all so competitive. No one wants to lose. <laughs> My son wandered around the neighborhood aimlessly last night because he was not going to lose. So it's getting us all moving. <laughs> and on excellent. that note, um, and it, it's fun. It, I didn't know everybody was so competitive, but everybody, like we have a smack talk group chat going. <laughs> <laughs> My niece who's 16 said, prepare to be outstepped. So oh, yeah, we cannot it. let the little ones win. Um, today's show is going to be a great show. We're we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, today's show is going to be about women in business. So I am going to go ahead and bring our guests on. And Rebecca, you're going to let us who everybody is. Oh, I am actually very excited for this show uh, to have these three ladies and sharing wisdom with us today. So first we have Michelle Rimple. She's the managing partner of West Vine. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, West Vine is a marketing you. firm. You can not hear? Here, no, I, think- I can. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no worries. So as I said, this is uh, Michelle Rimple. She's managing partner at West Vine, uh, which is a marketing firm. And for a decade, she and her team have been guiding clients in what to say, how to say it, where to say it, and who to say it to in order to attract and retain customers. So welcome, Michelle. It's good to have you. Thank you. And then we also have with us Lori Spivak. Hi. She, 
Hi, sweetie. So good to have you. So Lori started her career as a dancer and a choreographer, uh, but quickly learned that wasn't a, a path to financial freedom, right? Um, so today, <laughs> Lori uh, is president and CEO of Goodbye Graffiti USA. So welcome, Lori. Thank you. And with us also uh, at the back of the pack, I'm sorry, Eileen, mm -hmm. is uh, Eileen Proctor. Mm -hmm. And she's VP of Franchise Development with uh, Hound, which is a membership-based pet service franchise. Eileen is also a new mama to a cute oh. fur baby golden <laughs> retriever named ruby rose so oh, thank you. Uh, nice to meet you all and i really care more about the ruby rose stuff than any of the rest of it so. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you guys so i think this is going to be a fun conversation uh obviously we have our token mail with with ray and and the rest of this is going to be a conversations about women in business so I could start off by asking, where are people from? So why don't we start with Michelle? Michelle, where are you at right now? And what is the weather like? I am in a tiny little burg on the central coast of California called Shell Beach, technically Pismo Beach. Mm. And it is 77 degrees and it's oh. sunny. And uh, nice. it's nice. one of those stereotypical beautiful days <laughs> on the coast of California. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. On the left coast. On the left coast, that's right. <laughs> and Laurie, where are you at? Well, I'm in my cave here in my office, but <laughs> I'm in Seattle, another left coast, and the weather's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to leave you to that. <laughs> yeah. Eileen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm coming to you today from South Florida, and um, we have been, um, I actually took this hour off to be with you all. I'm building an ark in my front yard because we have had <laughs> torrential rain, unbelievable thunder and lightning. I, I tell you, it, it's uh, it's like the apocalypse is coming to South Florida. So I'm on the wrong I'm on the wrong coast right now. Usually, I say the right coast. <laughs> the wrong coast. <laughs> oh so you're you're loading that ark two by two with all the dogs and cats. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've got enough of my own for each species to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> unless they pay big time for it <laughs> well i'm gonna let you girls do your thing man i'm just I'm <laughs> ray is tagging out there you go <laughs> I'll, I'll just be here for looks yeah. <laughs> he's the spice here right yeah right <laughs> i love it so, Elizabeth, do you have a first question for these brilliant I, ladies? I do. Um, and we had a great interview, uh, Rebecca and I did yesterday, with uh, Rookie Wilkins of Zeka Lash. And we talked a lot about women in business. She's had a long career and seen a lot of changes um, as a woman in business and, and feels that there's been a lot of evolution in behaviors from both women and from people who are trying to accept women as leaders in business. So I think one of my first questions is, in each of your careers, um, what challenges have you faced as a woman in business, and particularly um, in the franchising industry? Well, I can Michelle, go. you want to start? Oh, go ahead, Laurie. Okay. Um, well, I'm in a very sexy business, graffiti removal, and <laughs> there are a lot of guys I talk to. 
Uh, and I think sometimes being a woman uh, is not as advantageous uh, because we're seen as like a subcontractor. And um, a lot of times it's sometimes, well, sometimes it's better in terms of getting the work done for uh, me to beg out and allow my other people to take the helm to get the communication across. However, um, I, I can stand on my own and uh, I don't, I just don't let it, I don't let somebody's perception affect me because I know who I am and I know what I'm doing and I know what my goals are and I'm there to help people solve their problems. So that's what I'm there for. So I should probably, do you, I, do you think, go ahead. Oh. I'm going to say, because I, I, I know Lori well, and I've watched her grow her personal business as well as her franchise business over the last few years. And if you met Lori face to face, I think you're 80 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> so, and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, she's a, she's a petite yet mighty leader working with almost dominantly men. So you're seeing both positives and negatives to it, but the key sounds like for you is to stay with you know who you are you know what you have to mm -hmm. offer and take the the gender issue off the table completely yeah definitely yeah do you think that's a learned behavior because i think as you navigate your life at different points you're more willing to either put yourself out there and say you're dealing with me woman or not or step back and let someone else do that communication for you i mean what kind of evolution is that for you? I had a meeting with, um, this isn't about women, but a black woman who was a partner of mine. And we walked into a meeting together and this is of course, lower Alabama. And they, we were dismissed immediately and I didn't get it. And we left and she said it was because I was black. And then she says, I'm going to take my face off the website. I'm going to not be the person. You're going to be the person who speaks for us. I said, we're not doing that. We're going to change Alabama. <laughs> So I, I'm just curious about where you find that line. And I, and all of you, I'm sure have had some experiences between feeling like you need to be the one who says it and does it or allow someone else and because it may smooth the path a little bit. Uh, well, I, it's not about me though. It's mm -hmm. about what, it's about what I'm creating and I'm creating, um, opportunities and I'm when I'm out in the field I'm helping people solve their problems so and you can't you can't do anything about what people think people are going to think what they're going to think mm -hmm. so I just that's just out of the equation for me I don't even bother with that you know it's interesting because Laura you've got your own business okay you, you start you started you're the head of it um, I started franchising about 10 years ago but it, mm -hmm. it's been this way even when I was in corporate America is that um that and i'm a lot older than i look guys just seriously okay in dog years <laughs> <I'm> 400 and <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that i agree with what laurie said which is you can't stop people from what they think what their biases are what their opinions mm -hmm. are what their cultures are right and so mm -hmm. i think depending upon what role i've been in i've always encountered being positioned as the woman even though i don't act as the woman I find that things I have said, um, if a man said them, I mean, we all, we've read all these things, right? Ladies, raise your hand if, if, you, if you've done that, right? I mean, 
<laughs> you say something that a man would have said and you're pushy or or can I say that this word uh, the female dog word you know you're bitchy <laughs> man said it you know he's dynamic and all that I don't I don't know exactly how you can ever get over that the, the thing that has helped me a lot though is I've really started to take my ego out of it and it's mm-hmm. about so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. It's about positioning the resources and the circumstances. And if a, if a man or anybody, another woman wants to be right, let them be right. As long as we're going in the direction that gives us the result that we need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that, that's kind of how I've come to pass. And I've owned my own businesses as well in the past, but right now, and it's not, it's not specifically the role I'm in now. It's just in general that, I take my own gender out of it. I don't worry about what they think. I'm just a person doing my job to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and really, we just have to achieve. So I work as a team. I work extra hard to be part of the team and, and, to be, um, and, and not to try to exert myself, but rather just make sure we're going where we need to go. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michelle, what about you? Yeah, um, early on, I think I encountered more of the, well, let me talk to the guy kind of attitude, but I, I also think part of it was my, um, the way I presented myself because I was kind of unsure, you know, being a new business owner. And so I think that, uh, my confidence had something to do with that. And so as the years have gone by, I, don't feel like I really encounter that kind of attitude nearly as much as I used to. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm in a, we do marketing, but we also do website development and I'm, you know, very confident in everything we do for the most part. And so I think mm-hmm. that just kind of translates out. And, and I think people, you know, it, women in technology is much more common these days mm-hmm. than it was even just 10 years ago mm-hmm. um and because now marketing and web everything you know it's all meshed together right there's <laughs> you can't do marketing without technology so everything's married together and i think it's just that much more common that there are women in quote technology um and i but i think confidence has a lot to do with it as well mm-hmm. so it's just how you present yourself how do you feel like you know your stuff? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good points. Good points. You know, it's interesting. Um, we do a lot of psychographics in our my business as a as a profiler for prospective franchisees. And we measure this thing you called Michelle confidence. And consistently over the years I've been measuring it, a woman's self-confidence is a little bit lower than a man's and it's score wise. Um, and ironically, there's a second measure that's fascinating in terms of franchising. Uh, when a franchisee measures a franchisor as being they're more confident in the Zor than they are with themselves, that franchisee tends to perform better when they're too confident or pushing kind of into that area of uh, arrogant, then they're, it's not as easy to have that franchisee franchisor partnership where you're leaning on one. So it's not just a, a gender, you know, men do tend to score a little higher, but it's also um, having that confidence in your franchisor and within yourself to build a business mm-hmm. together. 
You know, I just, I, I just wanted I, to say quickly. Oh, I'm sorry, Ray. Sorry, Ray. Uh, my wife and I started the business 17 and a half years ago. And uh, she, she worked outside of the business for quite a, quite a few number of years. And it came to a point in, in her career that uh, uh, she needed to, you know, change jobs. And I says, well, let's, why don't you come work for the company? And she said, no, I'm not confident. I'm not a leader. Uh, you know, I don't do well in that environment and all kinds of excuses. Well, it, as it turned out, she needed to do that. And uh, when she did come on, I was absolutely shocked at the way she took over. She was so <laughs> confident in herself. All the, all the things that she said about not being a leader or a manager or, you know, all, all those things went completely out the window and she took control. Absolute control. She was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she died two and a half years ago, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, Very too soon. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a sad time in my life, but still. The reason I want to tell that story is basically don't have those preconceptions. They may not exist mm -hmm. in your own self. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole concept, though, take a look at the women that are in this room. Okay, Rebecca, you started a company and you're a scientist. All right. And Lori, you started your, your company as CEO. There's so many more opportunities now in general for women, but women in business and mentors for women to help us get over those confidence issues those uh, limitations that, that are put in front of us. And the more women, especially in franchising, I've seen, there's a lot more women CEOs. There are a lot more women at key levels. Um, a lot of franchise development people are women. And guess what? The industry is growing, growing, growing. Now, why yeah. is that? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's because <laughs> we're increasing the amount of women that are here. And we're known mm -hmm. for getting things done. We're known for following process. We're known for, you know, kind of bucking the system when necessary. But I think that anybody entering the uh, franchise industry now, whether you're on the franchisor side, the franchisee side, any any level of it, you've got a support system around you that you did not have even five years ago, mm -hmm. or ten years ago. More and more names above and beyond uh, Shelly's son, you know, the ones that that are are there anyway. So many more people are coming up the ranks, becoming successful, having a voice. And a show like this helps us as well. So anybody looking uh, to be involved in franchising now is the greatest time because in five years, you're going to be that person being the mentor, being the trainer, mm -hmm. being the success story that people look up to. So true. And women, I, especially in franchising, do tend to mentor one another and, and support one another. Uh, so it's it's a wonderful kind of, uh, support system that we have within franchising, even if you're in a competitive space as a franchisor, you're going to reach out and share best practices and help one another grow to protect that franchise model and to support one another as, as women or as franchisees or franchisors. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, one of, one of the main objectives of the Franchise Women magazine um, when I started it was to amplify women's voices you talk about Eileen the visibility and giving voice and that that's a word I use almost every day of my life with my business with my children with people I, I mentor young women in, in lower Alabama which is a very interesting experience um, because they don't often southern women don't feel they have a voice or the ability to express it 
as well as they could. And um, so, so that's an important thing for me. So one of the things we talked about in my last issue was um, paying it forward. And uh, because I think it's a huge element of what we do as women to pay forward either to other women, to be engaged in the communities. How important do you think, and, and Rebecca touched on the mentorship that naturally occurs. And as a person franchising with this magazine, I have had the warmest reception. I could never have expected it. People have been supportive. No one has said no really to contributing an article or being interviewed and they don't know me from Adam. So I have seen and felt that warmth and that mentorship and that um, camaraderie. So what, what I, my question for you all is how important do you think that is? Do you seek out opportunities to mentor? And have you had a mentor in your life that has really made an impact on you? Mm. <laughs> hmm. I've had mentors. Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had I've had mentors and I um, and I'm an avid volunteer. So I I have that that's part of the fabric of my life of being as being a volunteer. Mm -hmm. So um, not maybe not necessarily giving back in the same way. I have been a business mentor, but, uh, you know, in all other in all different areas, too. I love working with children. Um, but some of the mentors who I've had have given me, uh, helped me create roadmaps, um, but also have, have sort of given me permission to reach for that blue sky idea mm -hmm. uh, that I wouldn't give to myself, that I, okay. I would say, oh, no, I can't do this, or how would I ever do this or get there? And I think that the kind of mentors who not necessarily uh give you help you develop skills but to things that are are less tangible to um maybe better ways of being a communicator mm -hmm. or um uh reaching in to yourself and finding those things that you may not think that you have those are the kinds of those are the kinds of things that I think the best mentors are able to to give to people. So true. How about you, Michelle? Mentors in your life? Or are you reaching out, mentoring others? Yeah, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about that. I um, I've been involved in several uh, over the years, several uh, women's networking groups and you know, mixed as well. But <laughs> I would say mm -hmm. that the, the women's networking groups have probably had the biggest impact on my life. Um, and I'm currently on the board of a local one here where I'm at. Um, and I have been able to, yeah, I've been able to be both a mentor and a mentee. Um, even now, women-owned businesses tend to be smaller for the most part. And so a lot of times uh, women business owners are sole proprietors or maybe they just have a very small staff that, you know, fr and franchising, that can be a different story. But, um, and so it, sometimes it can be kind of a lonely endeavor when they only have themselves or maybe one other person. So it's really good to get into groups like that and help each other out, ask questions, answer questions, ask questions, um, share experiences, what's working. I've been able to work with um, 
SCORE, which, you know, many of you probably heard of. It's a, it's a volunteer mm-hmm. um, organ, a national organization for uh, business, small business owners. And so I've been able to share my expertise and knowledge that way as well. Um, but it's, it's uh, you know, you get so busy <laughs> that sometimes it's, it's hard to, to, you know, establish some of those, re- you know, relationships for the long term because we all kind of wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. So, but but I've, I've definitely in the last couple of years, I've gotten a lot more involved in that type of role. And I find it to be really, really cool. I just did a presentation yesterday and just shared some some thoughts that I had with a group of women and it was really well received because I just, you know, after having owned a business for 10 years, I feel like it's kind of given me a little bit of authority at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> that people go, Oh, wow. 10 years. Okay. You know, some of you <laughs> a lot longer than that, but 10 years is, Hey, that's like a milestone that I think Oh yeah. I say, yeah, I can be a mentor now for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Within um, Scenthound, uh, your franchisees is a mix of male, female, and and how do they support one another uh, in the growth? Can you tell us a little more about that, Eileen? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, well, Scenthound is an emerging brand, and the truth of the matter is that right now we just started franchising uh, last April, April of 2019. So we're just building our network. We're very proud. We've awarded 14 units. And by the end of next week, uh, everybody keep your fingers That's crossed. That's exciting. Another 10 to 12. So we're oh, really yeah. Starting. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so we're really starting to take off. Our very first franchise owner was um, actually one of our employees who was a woman. And she worked for us for eight years. And then... She said, I want more. And she came up through the ranks. She started as a bather and then became a groomer and then became a manager and then a a district manager over our corporate stores. And she's like, you know what? I I want even more. And when we started franchising, she's like, I want, I want that. That is an amazing way of us saying we've mentored her throughout the years Mm -hmm. to be able to have the confidence, the desire of the abilities, all of the things that are necessary and then our next franchise owner was actually a woman who did a three pack in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. And by the way, she didn't even like dogs. You don't have to like <laughs> dogs. I don't understand that, but but she's a cat person and that we have to have cat people because it's got to be balanced in life, right? But she <laughs> did a three pack and she came from corporate America. So she knows has so many skills, but she's never run a business. And so we're helping, we're mentoring her in that regard. We've been finding a lot of husband and wife teams are very interested in Sense Out. Mm-hmm. And right now, a hotspot for us happens to be in um, the Alfreda, Georgia area. And again, in about a week and a half, two weeks, we will actually have three different groups, nine units that have been awarded there, all um, couples. And they are oh, all nice. excited about working together to help each other. And mm-hmm. I don't even want to say that the men are going to be better than the women or the women than the men. Mm-hmm. There's such a diverse mix of talents and experience in that group, they're all going to mentor each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we do have we do have um, ways of being able to bring out the best in everybody. We will be mentoring them, and we'll even mentor the men. By the way, guys listening out there, <laughs> <laughs> not exclusive. Yeah, equal <laughs> opportunity here. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we need to take a quick break, um, and then we will come back and have more great discussion with our women. 
Yeah, thanks, Elizabeth. I want to thank, uh, uh, sorry, Feedspot for listing us mm-hmm. as one of their top 20 pod- franchise podcasts you must follow in 2020. And we were just totally blown away to actually be listed as number one. Go, Pillars of Franchising hey. Game. Now for a word from a sponsor. Hey, franchise, hey, franchise owners. owners. How's your, How's your vocal, vocal marketing? marketing? Do you feel do you like feel you like could you use some, some help keeping up with your social, social media, media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing, doing more to attract local customers? Are you, are you able, able to identify new movements, movements to your local, local area? area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, ad placement, Customer data, data intelligence. intelligence. We'll get, we'll your, get business your business in front of the front people you want your products, products or services. Or services. We, also we also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their, all of their locations. locations. If you're ready, if you're ready to, ready to, to reach, reach more local, local customers, customers, give us a call, call at 805 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestwestw
I might need to change up how we, we might need to change up how we do business now um, for the foreseeable or maybe forever. Um, and so it's, it, <laughs> whenever you have an event like this, it really gets everybody thinking about, okay, well, we've got to change and adapt. And I love that about business ownership, right? Especially if it's mm-hmm. not an enormous com- company, but it's a smaller one that's a little more agile. Um, so I think that for uh, franchises, um, I've noticed that they have been thinking more about, okay, how can we take more advantage of uh, the digital channels to get the word out? Um, maybe some of the methods that we've been using are great, but we could actually we could add some channels to what we've been doing or at least get more proficient in them. Um, you know, and even things like uh, Facebook, you know, I can't not talk about <laughs> something mm-hmm. like Facebook, um, just added shops uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be people that are going to take a look at that and say, huh, hmm, could we sell products and services that way? Um, and you're going to see more and more of the um, social channels jumping on the board are jumping on the bandwagon because of what's been going on. Uh, they've with seen COVID, with COVID yeah, specifically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a big trend is changing the, changing the way you do marketing, adding more channels, getting more expertise mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lori, what do you think the future is in your business at Goodbye Graffiti? Um, specifically around business ownership and, and women and uh, your growth in that direction? Hmm. That's a really hard question for me. Um, I think of it in two different ways because I think of it on one side as my local business and how I'm adapting in my local business to the new normal. And then the other is for my franchise and uh, recruiting good franchise owners. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as the, for my local business, uh, for me, the, the way I got through this short term is, uh, and it really taught me a lot, is the, the, the word that really stuck with me is essential. So I figured mm-hmm. out a way to become essential to my customers. And that's really how I survived in the short term. And now what I'm doing with those short term changes is working on finding ways to scale them so that I can continue to provide those services and to provide them hopefully in a way that I can do it at a larger scale. Mm-hmm. With my franchise business, uh, it since I started actually 17 years ago or however long ago it's been when I started my local business, it's been about education and educating people that uh, graffiti is something that's never going to go away. And (laughs) it's, and either, you know, you, you take care of it or you don't, it's pretty concrete. Um, But then to my, for my, uh, on a ownership scale, it's about 
teaching people that there's job security here mm-hmm. and the fact that it's not going to go away, that this is something that you can build on, that you can create a really, really great opportunity for yourself. People have a hard time relating to it because it's a it's like an industry that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. It's a service industry, but it's not like plumbing or painting that people can understand and relate to. Uh, so we have to educate people that, yes, there's somebody doing it. Yes, there's a market for it. Yes, there's not a lot of competition. And yes, this is uh, something that you can be a, a uh, uh a leader in your community mm-hmm. doing this and be providing something that's very valuable. So but true. that didn't really answer this. That second part didn't really answer your question, but that's kind of where I am with my concept is, is this education place. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Cause uh, even in our conversation earlier, the idea that graffiti removal by uh, is considered essential. This is, this is pollution in many ways. So to think of it in a different way, like you said, it's all about educating um, mm-hmm. both the consumer level as well as your prospective franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eileen, what's your future? Well, you know, women in franchising in general, because that's really what we're here to talk about. Um, we're growing in leaps and bounds, right? So I'm sure that everybody has seen the statistics that, you know, like uh, 35% of all uh, franchises in the U.S. are women-owned, and and that's up from like 24% a decade ago, and mm-hmm. over the last two years or so, it's been over 40%. So there's a lot, a lot of opportunity for women ownership. But I also want to say that this COVID situation and the um, the slight dip in our economy that happened right before it really has brought franchising to more visibility than ever before. Because as people need alternative ways to one, support themselves, they don't wanna go through this again. Everybody thinks that they're immune to being let go or downsized or whatever. But what we're finding is something came along and said, you have to start thinking differently. One, what are your dreams? And two, what's your reality? What, What do you need to do in order to support your family and yourself and to actualize yourself? But everybody is feeling this burning passion within them to be able to have control. Mm-hmm. And so for franchising in general, there, the, there are going to be some brands, I think, that are going to disappear, unfortunately. I do. Uh, essential brands, Lori, you were talking about it. And I liked your, I don't know if it was an intentional pun or not, but you were saying that graffiti is concrete. And I just thought that was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, but the truth of the matter is that the, that the, the essential services and, and Sentown is very, uh, we are essential service in most states, uh, the pet industry, which is a $75 billion a year industry. And I think they've estimated $90 billion a year for 2020. We were considered essential services. So, mm-hmm. so we continue to operate our corporate stores um, and, and we're busier than ever before because people are stuck inside with their dogs and the dogs need baths more often because it's amazing how you can smell your dog a lot more when you're next to them every second. <laughs> but there are other essential services, whether it's graffiti, okay? Um, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. Those franchises are going to flourish. Mm-hmm. And as they flourish, there's opportunity to be franchise owners. But for more people to get involved in the industry, 
because women in franchising, and Elizabeth, correct me if you think I'm wrong, it's not just about the ownership. It's about how do you impact? So there are mm -hmm. more and more uh, female um, franchise consultants coming into the fray, mm -hmm. people that have got great negotiating and people skills. There's going to be an increased need for people with uh, marketing skills internally. Sorry, Michelle, but some people do things internally, <laughs> right? There's going to be need for more uh, franchise business success coaches. There's going to be need for accounting people. Mm -hmm. Our industry right now is one of the few industries that absolutely doesn't even have a question that it's going to continue to flourish. Yep. And we're going to need more and more people at every level, more and more great ideas and people stepping up to fran become franchisors of this great concept that would be essential. So what right. I see is an unbelievable future, especially over the course of the next two to five years for franchising in general. And it's just up to the women to be able to grab what makes sense for them and move forward with it. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree. And part of what we want to do as a magazine is, is uh, let men know how much more of the market share women are going to control. And if you're not marketing to women, if you're not including women, you're going to start losing out mm -hmm. um, because it is something that needs to be, it's a force that they need to reckon with. Um, we do want to take a minute to remind our viewers of it. Uh, Fred told me in my ear that we have a lot of people watching. So if you are interested in, in submitting a question, you can do it on, on the pillars of franchising.com and uh, Fred will, will send her our way and we can get it answered. Um, Ray, what about you? Do you have another question for us? I, I'd like to learn a little bit more about some of the businesses that we're talking about. So uh, I know a little bit about Michelle's business, of course, uh, I'm a client of theirs, uh, but uh, let's start with Eileen. Tell me more about uh, Centown. Oh, thank you. I'd love to. So Centown mm -hmm. is the nation's very first wellness-focused, membership-based dog grooming franchise. Oh. And what we do is we take care of the core areas of a dog's health, their skin, coat, ears, nails, teeth. Everybody think about that. Mm -hmm. First letter of each word, skin, coat, ears, nails. <laughs> and on the count of three, what does that spell? Scent. Scent. <laughs> oh, that explains it. <laughs> We're smart, right? And so what we do is most groomers in the United States and, and in the world, they focus on haircuts and making dogs look beautiful, right? But the truth is just like a car needs um, oil changes to run optimally. And if you don't change that oil um, or let it, if you let it get too low, it'll, it'll operate less and less until the engine seizes and you're done. The same thing is true with our beloved dogs, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's important that we keep them maintained from their skin coat, ears, nails, and teeth, right? And so mm -hmm. what we've created is a very unique membership model that for $25 a month, any size dog, Chihuahua to Great Dane, all right, mm -hmm. they come in and every month they come in and they get a bath, their ears clean, their nails trimmed, their teeth brushed. They'll be better groomed than we are. <laughs> and um, it's an amazing model because people are recognizing that wellness is all over the human fray. Now it's all about, it's gone to the dogs, if you will. And so, <laughs> and so that's what it's all about. And uh, we've had 15 years of experience um, in, in the grooming industry, our CEO and founder, Tim Vogel. Um, and he started realizing, wow, this model is amazing. He started franchising last year. And by the way, COVID has done nothing but increase the interest. One, mm -hmm. because of the industry. Two, because people are looking for a way to be happy every single day and what's better than being around animals, right? 
And number three, people are trying to take that control of their lives and find something that they'd really like to do. So that's what Sentown's all about, Ray. Did that help? Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I am a dog lover and uh, I'll, I'll go get my little Pomeranian, if it, you know, <laughs> let her show her pretty face. But <laughs> let's, uh, how about Lori? Uh, well, I'm going to. Go ahead and tell us about your business. I'll I'll go get Mocha and, and bring her out. Oh, we can't. Okay, wait. I got a dog with me. This is Juanita. Hi, Juanita. Definitely <laughs> need some grooming. <laughs> Make that happen for you, Lori. Okay, thanks. <laughs> open one in Seattle, please. <laughs> we'll open well, one good. in Seattle, please. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Goodbye Graffiti is, uh, as the name implies, we're a graffiti removal service, and our model is business to business. We've been around for over 20 years in Canada. Um, I opened a Goodbye Graffiti in 2003, but now since 2018, we've been franchising it in the United States. And uh, boy, I hadn't had that that little elevator speech prepared. Um, one of the mm-hmm. one of the great things about Goodbye Graffiti is that I mentioned before we have very little competition. We are the biggest mm-hmm. graffiti removal company in North America, and Every single urban area needs graffiti removal. Uh, there's very few graffiti removal companies total around the United States, and it's a $10 billion plus annual industry. Um, and our franchisees uh, get a lot of benefits. We have our own proprietary removal products. So we don't take stuff off the shelves. We have our own systems and methods of removing graffiti. And we have proprietary programs, and we have obviously proprietary uh, designs for our vehicles, and we also have our own software. So everything that we do is designed for the franchisee and the work that we are doing. It's, since it's not like a plumbing service, we don't go to people's homes. Um, so it's our everything is designed for business to business interaction. Our main customers are property management firms, uh, government entities, uh, corporations, small business owners. And if there's graffiti, there's a market for us. Excellent. And, and what, is, what does it take to get involved with one of your franchises? Uh, well, the, the dollar amount is the the franchise fee is 45000 and we give a 25% discount to uh, vet. Oh, I almost said veterinary. <laughs> Veterans <laughs> and first responders. You did, Eileen. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's, a pro- it's around $100,000, approximately $100,000 uh, all in. All in. Excellent. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, Mocha. <laughs> we have a happy dog home here. So we... Aww. Do you want to tell us about Westvine and what you all have going on? What do we have going on? Now, <laughs> we, as I mentioned, we are a marketing company that um, does work with uh, franchisees. And we do social media management 
website development and design and a lot of graphic design as well and some other you know assorted marketing <laughs> services thrown in for good measure and we also do uh, packaging design um, for some of our clients so we've really branched out into all things marketing digital and non-digital at this point yeah we have a lot of fun doing it too and I, I we need to take go ahead Tell us a little bit more about getting involved in your business. In Sentown? Yeah, what, what, yeah uh, exactly. What does it take? So uh, the initial franchise fee for a single unit is 49900 and there's discounts for multiples. And right now, the country's wide open for us. So we're finding that a three-pack is what a lot of people are looking for. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, people think it's only for people who love dogs. I mentioned before, that's not the case. Really, what we're looking for is strong business people. People who have had uh, V level or C level or maybe high director levels who have built teams, motivated teams, managed teams, people who are early adopters, people who are looking for a ground floor opportunity and, um, and people who want to follow a system. Again, we've been in this 15 years and the Centown model has been around for five. We've been perfecting it. As Tim Vogel says, we've messed up everything. We've made every mistake possible. <laughs> so you don't have to. Right. And so, uh, the way that people would get started is they'd contact me and I'll be more than glad to, to walk them through a really comprehensive and, uh, and compelling introduction to see if it's what they're looking for. Perfect. We're going to take our second commercial break. And when we come back, um, Ray, you can follow up with uh, how we get in touch with everybody and then we'll go down the rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Thanks, Elizabeth. Just want to remind people that every Tuesday morning at 7.30 a.m. Pacific is Caffeinated Connections, now virtual, so you can uh, join us and for coffee and interesting conversation with people all over the world. And now, a word from a different sponsor, assuming I can click the button correctly. Ever wonder, Ever wonder how, successful how successful business people, people get educated, educated about franchise, about franchise business, business options? options? The Franchise, the franchise Consulting Company is a group, group of over 100 franchise professionals more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help, we help our clients, clients select, select and investigate the franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services, our services are free of charge, free of charge to, you. to you. Our fees are paid, are paid by, the by the seller. Reach out, Reach to, out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, MBA the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website, Our website is, is the, the franchisesconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call, call us on 800-321-6672. Thanks, Nick. As a quick reminder, last time Nick was on the show, he upped the booty you get if you fill out the form. Not only do you get a copy of the uh, Franchise MBA, but you also get a, a free VR virtual reality kit. So... A book and VR, pretty cool. Uh, reminder, you can dial in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Or you can chat at pillarsoffranchising.com. Elizabeth, back to you. Thank you, Fred, and welcome back, everybody. Ray, do you want to ask everyone uh, your your normal ending question? My normal final question before we ask the rabbit hole question to yes. everyone. Okay, let's start with Michelle. Michelle, how can people, if they're interested in, in, in what you have to offer in marketing, tell us how does anybody get a hold of you? <laughs> Great. We'll, they can go to westvine.com. That's westvine, 
Vine has a Y in it instead of an I. Um, at, or they can call 805-265-5440. But, you know, take a look at the website and see what, see what we have. And you can always fill out the contact form or even chat. So we're available. Thank you. Excellent, Eileen. And if someone is interested in your product, your franchise, tell us how they can get a hold of you. Well, our website is senthoundfranchise.com. And I invite you to go tour around there. Uh, like Michelle said, you can fill out a contact form, but I would much prefer you call me directly because uh, I'm a golden retriever in a person suit and I want to talk with you and play with you and <laughs> share things with you. So call me directly at 561-581-2005, or you can email me at Eileen, E-I-L-E-E-N, at centown.com. Excellent. And Lori, how about... Uh, your uh, franchise, if someone has a problem with graffiti, how do they, <laughs> they want, you know, not only uh, do they have a problem with graffiti, but they're thinking about the franchise itself. How do they get a hold of you? You can go to goodbyegraffitiusa.com and you can, you can either look to see uh, how you can call to get your graffiti removed or you can click to learn about the franchise opportunity where there's some uh, request forms that you can fill out and they'll get to us. If you would like to speak to me, you can call me at 844-648-1414. 844-648-1414. And of course, all this information will be on the Pillars of Franchising webpage. So even if you forgot everything that was just said, go to our webpage and you'll find it. Fred, how about that? Down the rabbit hole question. I want to hear it. Whoa, going down the rabbit hole here. You guys are upside down. What is this? So, are you ready to enter Fred's world of the rabbit hole? Notice Michelle is, is going, no, run away, no. run away. <laughs> nah, but you came, so now the giant gets his pot of gold, whatever. So, Lori, for you, yes. how is your franchise helping find aliens at Area 51? Did my father put you up to this? <laughs> no, but I want to meet him now. He sounds like an interesting guy. I want to meet him. We'll have him on the show. Well, I've been there, and it's just a huge Amazon warehouse, and all they do is pack jelly beans. <laughs> Ooh, I want to go there. Uh, my cardiologist won't like the sugar, so no. <laughs> Eileen, same question to you. Wow. Wow. Could you repeat the question? I was too busy laughing. <laughs> so, as we swirl around the rabbit hole, how is Scenthound helping find aliens at Area 51? You know, I got to tell you, I think all aliens are friendly and they're looking for a franchise opportunity. So what we're doing is spreading the word about Scenthound and they're flocking to us. I mean, they're... <laughs> are coming down in droves to hear about this and take advantage. Now, the truth is we're only available in the U.S. right now, but pretty soon we're thinking of colonizing on Mars, 
Venus, <laughs> and, and maybe even Neptune. I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to have to look a little further. But aliens love us. So as soon as we show up, you know, the, the, the franchise agreement's in the bag. And people say, I'm weird, folks. Really not. <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. <laughs> Michelle? We are deploying Russian hackers as we speak <laughs> to hunt out <laughs> uh, aliens in the digital world. So we're outing them and, you know, we've got our Russian hackers on them. So Facebook, Instagram, got nothing on us. Love it. And- very creative we'll, lady. we'll talk about that question later I, I that answer later on. <laughs> all right elizabeth we'll go back to the boring screen away from the rabbit hole i know that makes you so sad fred it does i love the <laughs> rabbit hole i love that screen you realize how long it's taken right, me to ladies. build that I know it's been an evolution and I've watched it and, and, and I'm very impressed with it. Now everybody spins and, and does all kinds of fun things. Um, I want to say thank you to all of our women business this week, Eileen, Michelle, and Lori. Uh, we really appreciate your insight and your perspective. Um, keep us informed if anything exciting is going on with you because we can always have you back on. Um, Rebecca, final words? Final words is just how grateful I am for what franchising is and how these women contribute uh, to it. So thank you for for being with us today. Thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you thank very you. much. You're all wonderful guests. Thank you very much. <laughs> Love it. All right, Fred, take us out. <laughs>